Good morning, everybody. You know, life is hard. Life is not easy. It's like working all day and going home, working all night to midnight and getting up and doing it again the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day and the next day. It's like having deadlines to meet, projects to complete, thinking you're never going to get them done. What's the boss going to say to me? He's going to fire me if I don't get this project done. I've got a deadline to meet, and I'm just stressed out so much. I don't know what to do, and uh, this it's just hard. Life is hard. Um, we've got errands to run, dinners to fix, diapers to change, and bills to pay. It never stops. It's an ever-ending process in our life that we that we go through, and uh, and it can get to us. Um, it's like burning the candle at both ends. A lot of us we try to do that, and we we think that we have to do that to get things accomplished. But it but it wears on us. It tears on us. It um uh it's just hard. It uh, I wrote down grinding is not only a physical and spiritual drain, but it's also a mental drain, guys. It'll get to you. Just just the mental aspects of the stress of it and everything can just absolutely wear you out. And but sometimes we just got to uh we gotta try to do something about it. Sometimes this is gonna be whoo, this is gonna be a short message. Um sometimes we we need to detox. We need to detox. And detox is a process or period of time in which one abstains from rids the or rids the body of toxic and unhealthy substances. You know, we usually think about it only as uh, drugs and alcohol and uh, uh, things like that. But we can stress can be toxic in our life, uh, worry and uh, just dreading things and um, just the everyday thought process that we have and and trying to jumble everything together that we want to get done and we need to do and the things that we don't really need to do we think that we have to do it for some reason to make somebody else happy when we really need to take a little bit care of a little bit better care of ourselves so we can be strong in our bodies and sharp in our minds and because we need that in our lives because we have things to do in our lives and god has called us to do things but if we're not at full strength we're not going to be as effective as we need to be in the things that God has called us to do. So we got to kind of watch out like that. We got to kind of find balance somewhere in our lives. And I wrote stress is a feeling of emotional or physical tension. It can come from any event or thought that makes you feel frustrated, angry, nervous. Stress is your body's reaction to a challenge or demand. Life is challenging. Or thought, event or thought. Boy, our mind can take us to places we don't want to go, places we don't need to be. Our mind has such a powerful influence on us sometimes. And, uh, because our mind is, uh, is working through the flesh and not through the spirit. See, we need to have a process more in tune with the spirit of God and what he's saying to us and speaking to us. But we drown him out with all the things that we got in life that are toxic in our life that is that is hindering him from speaking to us. He speaks to us so much that we don't hear because we're not in a place to be heard from him. We're too busy doing this, doing that, doing that. And uh, it's like we run, 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 work, 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 stress, 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 go, go, go. What, 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 what else is left for us to do? 
can't we find a few more things or add to our list so we can be a little bit more stressed in our life? I think it'd be good for us. Not. We got to, we got to pay attention to where we're at in our lives. You know what? I've noticed the older I get, the less stress that I can handle in my life. I don't want it. I can't take it. My health gets worse when I'm stressed. Your health gets worse when you're stressed. So we got to try to keep our bodies and our mind in a mental state of Christ. And let him try to lead us and, and guide us and help us through our process and make our journey a little bit uh, lighter every day and every day. Um, Genesis 2-2 says, And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all that he had done. See, even God, he took a rest. He rested on the seventh day. And a lot of times we get caught up where we don't even get, give that much rest to him. Uh, I think if he rested on the seventh day, uh, sometimes I think we got to take a day off somewhere in there and to uh, refresh our minds and our bodies. Our body needs refreshing. Uh, they're not meant to work 24 hours a day and to go through and put them everything that, that we go through. The body is designed to need a little bit of rest. Now, if we, if Adam and Eve had never sinned in the garden, I don't know if they ever, ever would have slept or not, slept or not. I doubt they ever would have had to sleep. I'm not positive on that. You can correct me, Pastor, if I'm wrong on that. Uh, but, um, so we got to, uh, we got to try to work a little bit, be a little bit selfish and give ourselves a little bit of time sometime. I know it's hard to do, especially for moms, what I, what I understand. I know my mom was like that and, and all you moms are like that. Nothing, nothing, your family comes first. You, you come second. You're a second rate citizen and by your, by your standards because everybody else has to come first. The meals have to come first. The job, the kids, uh, the running of the errands that I talked about and, uh, Making sure that your husband is happy. Uh, I know that can be a job to do. Uh, trying to make me happy. My, my wife's been doing that now for, for 36 years and, uh, um, she does a good job of it. I have to say that. So, uh, I just want to thank her for that. And, uh, we need strength in our life. Isaiah 40, 31 says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Um, I looked up, uh, uh, it says, but they who wait, there's another word that, you, that wait means here is in hope. We hope in the Lord. We draw strength from that, hoping in the Lord that, that someday that we can get through with this uh, race that we're in, we're running, uh, we're running with the, um, let me just say this, in our life, the way that we live a lot of times, we're running down the wrong track. We're running down the track of this, get this done, get that done. And, but really what we're doing, we're on, we should be on another rain, other lane, running the race for Christ, running the, running the race and looking forward to the finish line and seeing what's the end, seeing what's ahead for us and knowing that it's, uh, that it's God and that everything is going to be all right, that we can, uh, stop. <sighs> Take a deep breath, clear the thoughts, praise Jesus for what he's doing in your life and ask him to give you strength and to just keep on going. Sometimes there's a lot of people that doesn't do that. A lot of times it gets so bad for people they don't see a way out or know a way out of what I think was talking about that some too uh, Saturday morning. They don't know a way out, so a lot of them end up taking their lives because they don't know the answer. But we've got the answer. 
We know what to do, but we're reluctant to do it because we're too busy. We'll say, God, I'll get to you a little bit later right now. I got to go get that done. We're not doing right, guys. I'm not trying to be mean and cruel. I'm just telling you the truth. We got to listen to the spirit. We got to listen to the spirit that God placed inside of us the moment we said, I do to Jesus. He should be the primary voice that we listen to in our lives. We go around, we listen to what they say on the radios, what they say on, on TV, and, and what we hear people gossip about, and we think that's the way life should be and the way we should live it. But that's not right. The truth is the fact you live, you, the fact you live your life for Christ, you try your best to be holy like he's, like he is holy. We try to, uh, abstain from things of the world that are harmful, that is, um, that he is not pleased in our lives with. Sin is, is so, is uh, such a big thing in the Christian world these days that, uh, we have got to a place in the world where these little sins, they don't count as sin anymore. So we can go ahead and do them and just stay away from the great big ones over here. Sometimes we want to, we kind of teeter on the edge sometimes of where we're, where we're living with Christ. And that's not a safe place to be. Because you can fall off and you don't know what you're going to fall into. And sometimes when you fall down in that, it could be something deeper than what you're expecting. You're going to have a hard time getting back out of it because you don't know what's in the bottom of that pit that you just fell into. So we can't, we can't, we can't stay on the edge over there and we don't want to think this is okay over here. We want to be right here, right perfectly in line with God's word and what he has for us. And that process and that mind thinking will help us get through life, Eddie. It's good for us. We will have fellowship, communion with Christ that way in our lives. When we try to stay singing on him and focused. Sometimes we just uh, need to reset our minds, refresh ourselves. We've got to have that period in our lives, not just one time in our life. I mean frequently in our lives where we slow down, we reset our mind, our way of thinking, because our way of thinking has gotten us to the place where we're at, where we're so fatigued and we don't uh, have the energy and we have the dread. When you go to bed, you can't rest, you can't sleep good. Because you're so worried about what you got to get done the next day. That's not, that's not living a good life. That's living a, um, a fleshly life in which Christ is second on the list of priorities. Where should he be? Number one. Jesus is always number one. Our thought process should be Jesus number one in everything that we do in the decisions we make. But or not. We, we, we get away from the spirit that's inside of us and we step out over here back again into the flesh. And we don't get, we don't get the right answers. We don't make the right decisions. We make bad decisions when we're over here in the flesh. But when we step back in line with Christ and get back into the spirit that's inside of us and, and speak to the spirit and have a conversation with him, we're going to make better decisions that, that probably will keep us from getting as run down and tired and stressed as we are. Boy, I was so worried about this message this morning. I told Jason I didn't know if I was 
I didn't really know if I should get up here and speak or not this morning. But uh, I told Lord, I said, God, this word that you, that you gave me down here, I said, this is 20% of the message. I said, the other 80 cent tomorrow has to come for you or I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be a failure and I'm not going to want to preach again. So I had, I had to turn it. See, my, my thought process was this, this is not good, that nobody's going to want to hear this and they won't hear me preach again. But the Lord said, I got your back. I got, he's got my back, Chad. I don't have to worry about it. As long as I know I went in that prayer room and I asked him what he wanted me to preach on. And he told me, grind. And I was like, yes. Yeah, it's not a pleasant word. But I tell you what, right now, in refreshing our mind, resetting our mind, I'm just going to read some scripture. I got quite a few here to read. Uh, I didn't even like the format, the way I had this, this message planned out. I was like, oh my gracious, what have I done? But, but Jesus, I thank you for who you are in my life and for calling me. Hallelujah. Glory. Uh, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind that by testing you might discern what is the will of God and what is good and acceptable and perfect. The way they think can transform us. What we focus on can transform us. Revelation 21.5 And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, Write this down. For these words are trustworthy and true. See, but what I'm, these scriptures are for us to reset our mind, to get our mind off of the daily grinding everything and look at things in a more positive way. Get our, our, pro, our thought process to, to good things, to encouraging words, encouraging scriptures. We, we forget sometimes that we can open up the Bible and there's, there's hundreds probably of encouraging scriptures in the Bible that we can lead, that we can read and we can go to will we help us to make that change, will make us to be able just clear, clear our minds out, clear our thoughts out. Joel 2.25, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent among you. See, God's going to restore us at the end. He's going to give us back things, like he said, that has been taken from us. That's what the world does. It takes. It takes and it takes and it takes and it takes. Look at poor Job, what it done to him. The grind he went through in his life. The walk that he led for a long time. But at the end... God restored him. What was it? Ten, tenfold? Second Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed, passed away, and behold, the new has come. Old things have passed away. Look what we got to look forward to. Look what we got to look forward to in our life. Eternal salvation in Jesus in heaven. A new mansion, a new home, a new way of life. 
because life is a grind. And I'm so looking forward to heaven, and especially in my body. I'm not selling, telling you this because I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. This I'm, I'm going to use myself as an example. I've been disabled for at least 21 years now. And I added up the days since I have not had pain or fatigue in my life. And it's been at least 7,600 days since I've had a good day compared to what I was before I got sick. We can't let the grind stop us. We cannot give up. We just have to change our mindset and don't let ourselves get in that situation. God's going to heal me. I'm healed right now. Because when I get to heaven, I'm going to put on that glorified body. And, and hallelujah, I'm looking forward to that. So so every now and then, yeah, I get a little bit depressed thinking about it. But then the Holy Spirit speaks to me and slaps me a little bit and says, Kevin, wait a minute. You know better than that. This is not who you are. I've, I've made you something more than a disabled person that has pain. I've made you, I have called you, and I've given you gifts and it's your job to complete them. Your work is in me, not in your body. So we got to we got to look at things a little bit different, guys. Um, for I know Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not to not for evil, to give you a future and hope. We know what our future is. Heaven. We don't know what tomorrow may bring, but we know what's at the end of the line when we finally, uh, Jesus comes back to get us so we pass away. We know what that is. But we can have hope right now about tomorrow. But our main hope is in Christ and, and uh, salvation. I mean, in salvation and eternity with him. See, we can hope for a good day tomorrow. But sometimes we need to, to do something that helps us along with that hope. Um, having um, Wearing yourself out and doing things that, that's just uh, got you stressed is not going to give you much hope. You're not going to hope when you're wore out. But a hope tomorrow, we've got hope coming up with this new church. Man, there's so much hope there. So much hope. Look what look like we know what the Lord has told us that we're going to accomplish in this new ministry, this new church. We're going over there in a place where the majority of the people, or a lot of them, has gotten over, and they're living down here where I told you earlier. They're living down here in this pit. That's where the life consists of, walking around in this mire and this clay and the, and the drugs and the alcohol and the... Uh, um, anything else that you can think of that would be in a miry pit. Um, but you know, one day we're going to open this church pretty soon and we're going to go around. We're going to talk to these people or whatever, and we're going to invite them to church. And it's going to be our hope. And we're going to pray and we're going to tell them about Jesus and hoping that we can make a transition from them being down here to up here where Christ will clean them off. He will shine their shoes. He will change their mindset. And he will get them up and show them off and say, he belongs to me. 
This one belongs to me. He used to belong down there. He lived down there in that pit. But he's come out of there. Now then I get to show him off. He is mine. He's going to be with me in heaven forever. First, first Peter 5.10. And after you have suffered a little while, the grace, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will him himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. That is an awesome verse. I'm going to read that one again. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, Christ himself is going to restore you, confirm you, strengthen you, and establish you. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? If not, you just, I'm just going to usually, I'm not going to tell you what it means because you can just go home and study it for yourself and see what you get out of this verse. The 23rd Psalm, we all know this one, but I love it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Matthew six thirty three. But seek ye but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that 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 for those who love God all things work together. For good. All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. See, God, God's got a purpose for all of us. Once, uh, once we receive salvation, he's got gifting for all of us and he's got things for us to do. So he has a purpose in every one of his, um, church people. Well, this is not coming out right. For everyone who has given their life to him, he has a purpose for them. You each have a purpose. There's a purpose in your life. And I just, uh, uh, some of us are walking in his purpose that he has for us. And some of us don't, we're not walking there yet because we really don't know what we're supposed to do. So I'm saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then you can find out what he's, what your purpose is in him if you don't know. He will let you know in his word and, and you pray and he will speak to you in your spirit. Psalms 34, 17 through 19. Ryan, you can come on up if he's here. Okay. Um, when the righteous cry out for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. 
Sometimes he's just waiting for us to cry out. We're in a spot we don't want to be. Things aren't going right in our life. Life is too hard. We're struggling in our lives. We, we want to live a good Christian life, uh, but we've just, uh, we're struggling because life is, is such a grind. It can wear on you. You take a, there's actually, I've got one at home. It's a, it's a concrete stone, a grinder stone. I can take it and rub on concrete and it will grind a layer of that off. It will grind a layer of that off. So that, that's what this world can do to you. It can grind you down and wear you out. But where that grind is, that can leave a void. And that void can only be filled by one person, and that's Christ. We need to fill the voids in our life with Christ. He's the only one we want to put back down there. We don't want to put the concrete back down there because that's a hard surface that, that uh, uh, has nothing to do with God. It's just an inanimate project. Because we got to, I mean, uh, yeah, object I meant. But we got that in our lives. We got some things that are inanimate in our lives that that we tend to flow in, which is which is not good. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord heals and delivers them out of all your troubles. Do you have trouble in your life? Cry out to God today. Cry out to Jesus. Man, he's just waiting. He's he's waiting for you to talk to him. He's waiting for you to tell him what you want in your life and what what you want him to do for you. But we're not. We're, we're keeping it to ourselves and we're holding things in. Holding things in your life that it's, that you want deliverance from is not good. It wears the body down. It takes that stone that I've got and it grinds and it grinds and it grinds and it grinds and it grinds. And the deeper the deeper it gets. I didn't finish reading that whole scripture. Uh, when the righteous cry out for help, the Lord hear, hears and delivers them out of all the troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted. Are you brokenhearted? And saves the crushed in the spirit. How many people's spirits have been crushed? You're crushed in your spirits because the life is so hard and things hasn't gone right. And things has happened to you and uh, uh, so much sickness and illness in your life that, that you just can't. You just can't take it anymore. You're so crushing. You're defeated. And next thing you know, you don't even want to get out of the house because life is so hard. You've got grounded to a powder like a pumice stone. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of all of them. Not just some of them. God doesn't handpick what things he's going to deliver you from in your life. He doesn't do that. All of them. I don't matter know what's going on in your life today. God will deliver you. God will deliver you. Don't think that your uh, place that you're in is, is too hard for God. Because nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is too impossible to Him. He loves you. He's crying out to you. He wants to change your life. He wants to help you in your everyday life. He wants to take away the pain of that of that grinding that you go through and have joy in your life. See, we don't have any joy in our life because we're so stressed out because we're walking in that daily grind. And if you run around and look at your tracks, you've got a groove cut in through your track because you're you're that grind. You're just wearing out the surface and you've actually walked yourself into a trench. God wants to pull you out of that trench. All you got to do is stop and cry to Him. Father Jesus, 
I need you. Get you. Get me out of this place that I am. I want to give my life over to you. I want to listen to your voice only. I'm going to forget about the daily grind. It's not as important as I thought it was. Hallelujah. Praise you to Jesus. Psalms 94, 19. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. Hallelujah. So I, I, God never ceases to amaze me. God never ceases to amaze me. I just thank him for this word today. And Jason told me sometimes it's a, this morning, uh, he said, sometimes it's uh, uh, put, putting yourself a stretching a little bit is a good thing because you never know what the outcome's going to be. Jason, you was dead on, buddy. I love you, my friend. If there's anyone you need a refreshing in your life, you're tired of the daily grind. You're about ready to give up. But today what the Lord has told you is this is a way out. You can reset your mind and your thinking. Reset your mind to Him. Tune that channel off of the fleshly start over here and tune it. And you'll find this part right down here in the center that says Jesus. He's got His name written on that channel. Jesus. Turn it till you hit the Jesus knob. You find that channel and you stay on there. I love you guys so much. I'd like... I wish more people could have been here, but uh, God knew who was going to be here. And uh, God, if you want, if, guys, if you're watching on TV, this message is uh, is for you. And uh, so, uh, if you want prayer, if you're tired of it, come up. We'll anoint your head with oil, and we'll pray over you. And if you don't do that, I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm going to just be honest and truthful. I don't know what you're thinking about the Lord today or where you're at. When God gives you a message like this, it wasn't nothing to do with me. When God speaks to you like this and you don't respond, who do you think you are? I'm sorry, but I love you. Is anyone... Does anyone want to come and get prayed for? One refreshing in their life. Want to change their mindset? I'm going to sit down. You can worship. something incredible about God moving on different people to minister the word 
Um, there are some messages that different personalities don't minister that well. Uh, can I tell you, I'm a grinder. I'm a grinder. And I, it's, I, I won't really... That he ministered that message instead of me. And I'm such a grinder that I am that guy that's up till three or four in the morning grinding. I'll go through the day and I'll grind and I just naturally gravitate toward grinding, right? And sometimes I'll tell my wife because I'm so guilty in that area. I'll go to this prayer room during the day and she'll say, well, what did you do today? And I said, I had to lay in the prayer room for four hours today because it's hard to come out of the grind. How many know that's true? It's like I'm so stressed and I've got so much on me and I don't, sometimes I just won't leave the prayer room until the grind is gone. And there are, there are nights I'm just being really honest here. I'll be in there eight hours until it's dark because the grind is that heavy. And you say, well, you're just telling us that because you're super spiritual. And what I'm telling you is I'm telling you that because I'm very unspiritual. Grinding is not a good thing. Grinding is like, uh, when I think of grinding, I think of a brake pad. Have you ever had your brake pad grind? It means there's a layer there that's gone and now it's metal on metal and part of that brake pad is now gone and you'll never get it back. And that's not a good thing, is it, Eddie, when you grind it into your brake pad and your rotors and, you know, and then you're damaging. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Some of the work on cars do, but you hear the squilling, right? You hear that grind and you're like, oh man, that, I don't know how to mechanic. I know that that grind is not right. Let me give you a personal testimony to close here. I am a grinder, and sometimes I make people around me grinders. And my son called me this week. And and when he was a little boy, about eight years old, very evident to me, that kid, just because I've been around sports my whole life, I looked at his talent at eight years old, and I said, you know what? He's probably going to be the best player that's ever came out of our county. You know what that feels like as a parent, to see that? And the talent was there to do it, and guess what? He had a desire to do it. So he would come to me and see. He would say, "Dad, how do I get better at basketball?" And that naturally plays into me as a grinder. I said, "Well, man, if you want to be the best, Dad, I want to be the best. But here's how you do it: you know, you work, you grind, and uh, we naturally gravitate toward that. We succeed, and there's nothing wrong with doing well and working hard and doing all those things. But you know what?" It's important to notice when the brake pads start squealing. That is a built-in mechanism to tell you you're losing a part of yourself. 
you're grinding you and you're losing part of yourself. You've gone too deep. And God's saying, hey, pull back. You need to rest. You need to find me to help you. And, and you know, my son's coach called me this week. He's a, starting his sophomore year, and he said, Dad, I don't know if I want to go back to school. He said, I just don't have a desire for basketball like I used to. And the coach called me and he said, you know, I had a meeting with your son and we noticed that his bench press went down 30 pounds. And we noticed when he's doing drills that he don't do them like he used to. And we just knew something was off. And so I called him in and I said, I said, son, what's what's going on with you? That's not like you. You're a grinder. You know, you're a guy that works really hard. And he said, coach, I'm going to be honest with you. Desire's not there. When you've grinded since you were eight years old, he said, I just want to enjoy life. Basketball's not that important. And he told me that. In fact, he told me before he left and I didn't see it. And I said, you know what? You don't have anything to prove. And he said, I asked that coach, I said, have you ever had a kid... Because there are only 37 people in the history of Indiana that have ever scored more points than that kid in 100 years of basketball. I said, have you ever had a, a kid that has worked that hard in high school and been that high on the score? And he said, never. Never had a kid that worked that hard. And he said, I've seen it before. He's grinded his whole life. And when they're done, they're done. And he said, I'm all for him. Just living life and enjoying life. Can I tell you something? That's where you're at. Some of you are grinding too hard. You're trying to do what the world has told you to do to succeed. God's just saying, relax. Put it in God's hands. Enjoy life. Don't take on more than you have to. God says, give me that burden. And you know what? When my son told me that, I said, you know what? You don't have anything to prove. He said, but Dad, I would like to prove to them. He said, but I just don't have it in me to do it. And I said, you don't have anything to prove. Some of you need to hear that today. You have nothing to prove. Some of you are still trying to prove yourself. Some of you to your mom and your dad and to yourself. And, you know, and God just wants you to lay the burden down. Yoke is easy, the burden is light. If it's hard, if it's difficult, if it's heavy, if it's too much, if it's too difficult, you know what you did? You took something God didn't mean for you to have. Because His burden is easy, light. So as we close in a word of prayer, He's going to continue to pray. If you haven't already, like Ethan said, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say something's wrong with you. I love that. That was a great altar call. But there is there is something wrong with you. You're taking too much weight on yourself. And as just like him hearing my words, son, it's okay. You don't have to hey, yourself. Explain that. Say, man, but I feel bad. I feel guilty. I feel didn't do enough. God's just saying my burden is 
walk away and say, you know what? Today's a good day. I don't have anything to worry about. Lord, you take Let's do that. Heavenly Father, we need to pray over you. Gather around Eddie, come on up and gather around our pastor. He needs he needs a refreshing in his life. lay down with that spirit. Father, when it becomes too heavy, let us find the place with you where we can unburden quickly. We can lay it all down and walk again, Lord God, light as a feather, Lord. Help us, Lord God. Oh, let us carry your let us lay our burden upon you and he says your burden is light Lord God let us live that in your name we pray bless your people Lord today in your name everybody said 